Running with Jake, the podcast. On this episode... Just looking and searching inside yourself to figure out what it is that makes you tick. And it doesn't have to be the same as what makes everybody else tick. Running with Jake, the podcast. Because every runner needs the occasional plot. And here's your host, Jake Lowe. Welcome to another episode of Running With Jake, the podcast, your weekly dose of running motivation. If you want to be fired up, if you want to feel a little bit better about life, kickstart your week or kickstart the back end of your week, let's face it, these episodes are released every Wednesday, then this is the place for you. If this is the first time you found our little show, then we've done a ton of episodes. This is not a new show. We are on episode 79, and that doesn't include all the coffee time, quick hits that we like to call them, so go and check those out as well. If you do, of course, enjoy today's show. I'm here, I'm alive, I'm feeling good. If you'd have asked me that question, Jake, how are you? Sometimes people do ask me. If you'd have asked me about 40, 43 minutes ago, you would have had a completely different answer. I am late for today's recording of the show. We normally record at 9am. At 9am, I was still in bed and Pete, you were calling me and oh my gosh, I'm a, I was a little bit out of sorts and I... I apologise profusely. Yes, you were, Jay. You um, you upset me to the point where I'm going to be downbeat for the rest of today's show. It was really upsetting. <laughs> it was really upsetting to see a friend like you that. You can't be downbeat. It's your weekly dose of running motivation. I'm sorry. I've had a coffee now. I've had my porridge. I'm okay. To be fair, the only reason I do sound a little downbeat is because I've got this flipping thing in my throat. I don't know what's going on. Uh, my wife's had it for the last few days, and I've just gone, no, 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 I'm going to be okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. And she's going, you're coming down with this. I'm going, I'm not, going, I'm co- not coming down with it. And now i think i might be coming down with it i'm not sure there's this throat thing that's going on and i'm like i can't i'm pumping up at some point man i'll put when the when the time comes during the show i'm gonna turn it up but right now i'm just oh you're a little bit sweatier than normal as well obviously i can see you on zoom here you you are you are sweating slightly more than normal so i need to keep my eye on you throughout the show and this plastic chair doesn't help i wonder (laughs) (laughs) sorry what do you wonder i i I wonder, I can't even remember anymore what I wonder. Should we just crack on with the show? No, I wonder, it, well, this is the show, it's happening now, by the way. Are you enjoying it? New listeners, are you enjoying our madness? <laughs> 70, episode 79? You'd have thought by the fact that we've done 79 episodes, we're better than this by now. But unfortunately, no, we've not learnt anything. I listened to a podcast the other day and they were saying, oh God, I cringe when I listen to our episode one. And I'm going, episode one is exactly the same as now. <laughs> it's like we've not learnt anything. We've not learnt any new tricks at all. It's it's all the same standard. I wonder, can I get back to my wondering? Because this morning when you woke me up and I'm thinking this, I've not been sleeping well recently, by the way, okay? So I've had a few bad nights sleep. I wonder if I'm overtraining at the moment, if I'm a little bit overtrained. Sometimes that can happen, Pete, because it can creep up on you without you knowing it. Now, runners, often they will have rest and take a break from their running and activities and training when it's forced. So like today's guest, she uh, picked up a bit of an injury, which she talks about during the call, and that forced her out. It it encouraged her and forced her to have rest. Whereas taking rest when you're training for big goals, meaningful goals, is actually quite, quite difficult. And there are certain signs of overtraining. So and lack of sleep, restlessness is is definitely a sign of overtraining if you're not sleeping as well as normal. Loss of appetite, you know, feeling a little bit grumpy. I'm not necessarily ticking those boxes, but the uh, sleep at the moment is definitely not the best, and I'm just keeping my eye on it. And I'm also wondering if you're overtraining. 
Me, I don't. I, I really don't think I'm overtraining. I'll be honest. Um, but I mean, in, in in all seriousness, though, you are you are training for uh, Manchester, aren't you? You've done a couple of uh, you've done a couple of halves. You've done a, a trail half, and you've done uh, a lot of training. You are pretty much on it, on it, on it right now. And how do you know if you're overtraining? What's the what's the situation? And uh, and you said you know one of the signs is that you're not sleeping particularly well because you're just wired, but. What what are the signs? How do you know if you're overtraining? By the way, this is not for me because I'm definitely not overtraining. <laughs> but you're thinking some of our listeners may benefit from this. Well, there are some key signs, the symptoms, you know, some of which I mentioned. So, you know, not sleeping particularly well, dis- disrupted sleep, feeling a little bit grouchy, loss of appetite. Are you is your motivation waning? You know, you can't say categorically if you're not feeling super fired up to go and run that oh I'm overtraining. But if that happens for a prolonged period of time, and normally you're somebody that quite enjoys your running or the majority of your runs, and that's no longer the case then you, you it could mean potentially that you may be overtraining and you just need a little bit of time out and i also think it's important to look at what else you've got going off in your life now quite seriously as, as you know pete we speak a lot uh we mentioned some of this stuff on the show but we're moving in august we've got a holiday to italy coming up all being well martina my girlfriend can see it go and see her parents but there's a whole test to sort and they keep changing the flights and martina's coming to the end of her course her veterinary journey which is kind of all hands on deck now so she's super busy wrapping up all her coursework we're training for manchester as you mentioned there's quite a lot of things going on and i think overtraining isn't always necessarily just down to how many miles you are covering and how fast you are running them how hard you're working i think you've got to take a step back and look at what else is going off in your life because if you are super busy and lots of other things going on outside of your running i do think that comes at a cost you know mentally Pete, i think it can come as a cost because there's only so much space that we have in our heads and i think it's too full that's the point when you could risk injury fatigue falling out of love with running and i would class those things as overtraining so you've got to be careful and of course you mentioned i did a couple of half marathons recently as part of my training if you find that you're doing some races some sessions and your performance is dropping off a little bit from what it normally is or where you'd expect to be again that could be another little sign of overtraining so you You've got to keep your eye on this stuff. And if you do feel like you are overtraining, obviously you just need to be disciplined. Step back and say, right, I'm going to be smart, train intelligently, and I'm going to have a few days off. Good advice there. Lots of points there uh, and lots of things that you are falling into as well. So I presume you're not out today. Don't be daft. I'm out there this afternoon. (laughs) Of course you are. Do as I say, (laughs) not as I do. (laughs) For the show notes and video content, go to runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast. Running with Jake, the podcast. Pete, I'm not normally nervous about the show and recording with guests. I feel a little bit on edge today. Just, just, just a little bit. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Why are you, why are you, why are you nervous, Jake? Running. What's going on? We've What's got, the matter? We've got, we've got a professional in our midst. We've got, we've got Anna on from the Running Channel. I know. Super I know. professional, Anna. It's great to talk to you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we we really do appreciate it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited to have a chat with you about all things running, and uh, yeah, let's see how it goes. That's what we do on this show. We just chat running. We love it. I understand that you have been very busy this week. We do appreciate you coming on the show, as I mentioned. But you've been busy in the Scottish mountains. This is sounding all very professional, exciting, extravagant. We don't do any of that. We just record from our bedroom. What's going on, Anna? What were you doing? Um, I don't know whether professional is the right word, but <laughs> definitely extravagant and exciting. So, yeah, um, myself and one of the videographers from the Running Channel went up to the Scottish Highlands for a week and um, we've been filming a really 
cool documentary all about a group of six runners from the Black Trail Runners who basically took on the Ramsey Round. And if you Ah. don't know what that is, it's savage is the only way to describe it. It's like 24 Scottish Munros. The original person, Charlie Ramsey, who did it, ran it in 24 hours. It includes Ben Nevis, the UK's highest mountain, which took me three hours to get up to do the filming. So goodness knows how they can run it in 24 hours. Um, and yeah, we were treated to some pretty nice weather, actually. Better than than non-Scottish weather. Well, um, take that. Wow. Yeah. Very fortunate. And, um, and some epic views, just really lovely trails, gorgeous running. I, I really yeah. fancy, you know, Scotland at some point. I've never been, Anna, and I fancy doing some running up there as well. I did sign up for the Edinburgh Marathon a long time ago, got injured. We're going to get into injury. We have to talk to all our guests about injury, as runners, unfortunately, is something that happens. Uh, but it's definitely on the list. And we spoke with uh, Sonny, who was a former guest on our show, actually, from Black Trail Runners, really passionate about their uh, endeavours and ambitions and things like that. Just uh, amazing, really, the, the, the things that they are doing and implementing. But do you think, you know, these challenges and stuff, I mean, they're mind-blowing and they seem to get more and more insane. Do you know what I mean? It's like with with these fastest known times now, people creating their own challenges. It's just, you know, what's a marathon these days? People are just doing insane stuff. I mean, do you sense this from what you get involved in on the running channel? Are people just taking things next level? Do I sense this? Yes. Do I get involved in it? Yes. (laughs) So I think, like, there has been a huge boom in, in ultra running anyway. We saw that before the pandemic started it's tricky you know what it's like you sign up and do your 5k and you're like i could run 10 so then you run 10k and you're like i could do a half marathon and then it just snowballs and then all of a sudden i find myself running 260 kilometers in the azores over six days up and down mountains and you know it it's a completely different kind of running you know you you walk up the hills and you run the flats and you run the downs and you go through so many different mental battles out there and you find without sounding like really kind of hippie or like new world you do find out a lot about yourself as you do in a marathon i think but just even more so on um on ultras you see i'm of a slightly different mindset anna in that what i'll do is i'll do 5k and i'll think i've done 5k i bet i could do 10k so what i do is i do another 5k <laughs> tell you what, it's a lot less tiring <laughs> we should all take a leaf out of pete's book i think we've got it wrong we've got it wrong none of this adventure stuff i don't think i don't think you have to be fair <laughs> we were speaking just before we started recording anna and and um you're from a radio background like myself and Pete as well and where did it start for you Anna you know back in radio days were you running have you always ran or how how did it kind of come about and your involvement with the running channel I haven't always run um I actually used to be a synchronized swimmer um fun fact wow fun fact (laughs) love that yeah there you go so um I think that has actually really helped me with my running for sort of like lung capacity and fitness and stuff but when I was at university, I was, you know, I was a little bit overweight, lots of takeaways, lots of like going out on the drink. And then when I got to the age of 29, um, a very good friend of mine um, was on a night out and um, was actually the victim of a one punch attack um, and sadly died. Um, and as a result of that, um, we sort of, as a group of friends sort of started doing fundraising stuff for uh, a charity really close to his heart and one of the things that I wanted to do was run a marathon I'd always seen I'd watch London Marathon and be like what those people are doing is amazing I could never do that and I thought you know what 
I might not have a tomorrow. And even if I can't do it, I'm going to give it a try. So I signed up and I ran Edinburgh Marathon. Wow. In memory of Bav. And it was so addictive and so overwhelmingly, like, just that that finishing and, and feeling the the sense of achievement. And I just wanted more and more and more. And so I, I carried on running. And the whole running channel stuff came around basically because of my involvement in radio and then my love for running at the same time. So I was in the right place at the right time doing a press event as part of my my radio reporting on the London Marathon and met these guys who had come up with the idea and they asked if I wanted to, to get on board. So I said, yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, synchronised swimming channel. It doesn't, it doesn't really work, does it? I think it's definitely... No. Definitely the running channel is the way forward. I think you made the right choice yeah. there. But you, know, you mentioned your reasons, which I find really interesting. I always do. I love that question. You know, what, what, How do you find running? Because everybody has a different reason. And obviously a very powerful reason for yourself, Anna. But is it, isn't it amazing? Because I've spoken to people like yourself that have had reasons like that, where they want to do something that's impactful. They want to make a difference. They want to show support. You know, all that stuff, those wonderful things. And then all of a sudden they get that, that addiction they get that hooked they get their oh i'm in i'm up for this now wow i didn't expect to feel like that one across the line and that oh i wonder if i can go quicker or could i do a, a different race so you know all that kind of stuff i think is is so powerful i guess the flip side to that in some respects anna is because we know running is so powerful and such a wonderful tool for our mental health and all those things when it's taken away from us which on occasions that can happen it is Oh, I mean, you had drops. I see you on the video as I as I mentioned that. You're on the injury comeback, which is great. You're on the comeback. Can I ask you a bit about that? Because it's something a lot, obviously a lot of, or if not all runners, can relate to. What happened? What went off? And, and how's the comeback going? I mean, I've had my fair share of injuries. Never anything super bad. But I know that when I'm injured, my mood changes just everything my my whole life just feels different when I'm when I can't go out for a run and back in February we released the first episode of um my training diaries for quarantine to qualify which is a series on the running channel tracking my progress from basically going from um suffering quite badly with my mental health during lockdown and not really running because I didn't really feel like it to training to qualify for a Boston marathon time, which for me would be three hours and 30 minutes over the marathon. So we released the first episode of the series. The response from the community was phenomenal. There was so much support in the comments and I was really like pumped and so happy to to get all of these really lovely comments. And then the next day my coach had me going out to do an interval session. So I laced up, went out, hit these intervals and I was flying. It felt, you know, when you have a session that just feels like everything has clicked and I got to the last interval and I was like, right, I'm going to really focus on my form and I'm going to nail this last interval. And as I took off on my first step, my calf pinged and I felt like I'd been shot. Not that I've ever been shot before. I don't know what it feels like, but it hurt a lot. And, and I was like, what has happened? So I kind of shook it off and thought, oh, I'll just maybe jog for a little bit and see if it just eases. It did not ease. Um, and I also had a 3K warm down to do, so I was 3K from home. So I hobbled three kilometres home, tried to do like a little bit of a run to see if it had eased. It hadn't. Oh, the whole shuffle um, thing, then, the test. Yeah, oh. just like, does it work? No, 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 that doesn't feel okay at all. Um, and then 
yeah, that was me out on the injury bench for 12 weeks. I tore my soleus and it was, yeah, awful. Um, I had some turbo sessions to do on the bike. They are not my favourite. I'm very grateful to be able to do that instead of running, but it's just not the same. How easy do you find it to switch the focus in those situations? Because obviously we all go through those emotions, don't we? bloody hell my calf i can't believe it i'm gonna test it oh i can't believe it you know and you go through this whole frustrating bear with a sore head can you turn a corner easily i mean how, how do you how do you manage your mind did you have certain techniques or were you just awful to be around for those 12 weeks anna i was i was miserable i like a, a public <laughs> apology to all friends and family who had to, and colleagues who had to deal with me during that time um i think for me as well i mean it did come if it can do at a good time because actually at that time I was buying a house and a puppy so I had lots of other things going on and I was super busy anyway so I think I probably would have struggled to fit in like as much running as I probably would have needed to be doing at that stage so the timing was okay meant that I had other things to to focus on and to concentrate on Um, but I know from previous um, injuries that I am I am a bear with a sore head. I am very much like a different person when I'm injured and it takes, it, it, it's nigh on impossible for me to snap out of it until I'm ready to go back and run again. One thing I love about you guys on the running channel, and I say you guys because this is the sense that I get, and correct me if I'm wrong in this, and one of the reasons I really want to talk to you on the show, we've spoken with Kate on the show as well, as you know, you all seem very open and honest and willing to just put it out there. I've seen you in tears, Anna. I've seen the frustration that you guys share. I understand Rick's rehabbing from knee surgery and things. You've had your own issues. Is this something that you guys find particularly easy? Meaning, are you quite hot on the sleeves in nature? Is it easy to put it out there? Or is it, was this a conscious effort where you guys said, look, this is a running channel. We need to lead from the front here. We want people to relate to us and we want to relate to, to our viewers and our subscribers. Therefore, we're going to share warts and all. I think um, it's something that's kind of developed. So we've been going for a couple of years now. And obviously, when we first started, nobody knew who we were. Nobody knew what we were about. No one really knew our like abilities in running and things like that. And so we all have our strengths and weaknesses on the team. So we wanted a, a representative range of people who can run really fast and people who can't run as fast and people who run really far and people who don't run as far. I think... Because people didn't know like who we were or what we were about to start with, a lot of our stuff was more, like, I'd say, formulaic. It was more like how-tos and uh, practical the things. Practical and stuff, now, yeah. Yeah, stuff that people can apply to their own training. Now we like to do like a mix of everything. But like for example, when Rick got injured, well, he had surgery on his knee. Um, we said to him, "Look, would you be happy documenting your recovery?" Because there are so many people who will be going through the same things as you and we really feel like you know you can help people understand and and feel okay about that and you know we're we're always really sensitive to to the presenters like lives as well but I mean for me personally I am a heart and sleeve kind of person I'm happy to share everything and anything because I think it's if you don't then it can be a bit sugar-coated. You know, I will openly talk about my mental health struggles. I will openly cry on camera when it's hard. I will 
talk about coming onto my period during the middle of a an ultra race and it being incredibly difficult to manage because these are all things that people will go through and if you don't talk about them then that's when they become taboo and and I feel like you know I might as well just share it. (laughs) 12 weeks you struggled with injury bear with us all head frustrating doing these awful sessions that you didn't want to do on the indoor bike the fact that you were doing so much stuff for the running channel and helping other people did that help or hinder was it difficult sometimes if i can ask you that because you can't hide from it can you 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 can't you know some people want to shut away i'm injured i'm going off strava i'm going to unfriend everybody i'm going to you know all that stuff it's hard for you to do that it's hard for me to do that as a coach and as a a presenter of the podcast so how does that work for you that that's a really good question and and it's something that i don't think a lot of people would probably appreciate that it is very difficult and actually during my sort of downtime from running during um covid i wasn't injured i just wasn't running i I lost my love of running because of everything that was going on in the world but i was still turning up to work every day talking about running writing about running watching videos about running making videos about running and it was it can it's a very difficult uh, balance to strike because don't get me wrong this is an absolute dream job like being able to talk about running and run and and do everything to do with my passion and my hobby as work is incredible but it does have its downfalls and those downfalls are if you're not in the mood for running because let's face it we all fall out of love with it sometimes having to talk about it and work with runners and all the rest of it when you're in that that phase is incredibly difficult it's just a bit of self-management i think isn't isn't it anna really just to you've got do you have to kind of create your own force field time from running do you know what i mean do you do all this stuff could you do you kind of go right i'm i'm gonna watch netflix or i'm going to do this and uh, the phone's over there the phone's off How, how do you switch off from the whole thing running so it's a shame that this is an audio medium because I'm sat looking at my painting that I'm doing at the moment. Oh, fantastic, <laughs> so, really? Yeah, so I find, um, I found during lockdown um, on evenings where maybe I would have like gone and done a track session with all my friends and not got home till like 10 o'clock, I'd finish work during lockdown at like half past five, go out and do my session, come back and it'd be half past seven. I'm like, what shall I do with my evening now? Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And you just had all this extra time to fill. And you're like, I could just go to bed. But I could do something. <laughs> they say sleep's good so, yeah. for running. Maybe I'd just go to bed now. It's 6pm. Yeah. 6pm, <laughs> not a problem. Um, so, yeah, I actually, um, inspired by a former colleague of mine who posted a, a photo of a paint-by-numbers that he'd done on Twitter, I was like, I could get on board with that. So I've done four now. Um three of them are up on the wall in my house and I'm just doing my last one for my my room at the moment and I just find being able to sit listen to a podcast and just paint like I say paint by numbers they are so tiny and so intricate that it takes a lot of concentration but you're using your hands so I couldn't even have a glass of wine with it which got a little bit a little 
bit borderline too much during lockdown, but that's that's fine. Yeah, yeah it happened to I mean? us all. Don't it's, worry about it. <laughs> it was. It was just so easy it to did. do. It was like, oh, I'll just mm. have a glass of wine. Oh, I've had a glass yeah. of wine every night. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And oh no, but, my paint by numbers looks terrible because it turned into a bottle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh well. Exactly. But like having the paintbrush in your hand, you can't do anything else. So even if it wasn't a glass of wine, even if it was just a glass of water, I'd sometimes get to the end of an hour-long podcast and I'd be like, where did that mm. hour just go? Um, so yeah, painting, I find I find it really meditative. Meditation is not something that I'm particularly good at. I'm always on the go. I can't sit still. I have to be doing something. But I found that painting cleared my mind of anything else because I was literally just focusing on what was in front of me. Going back to running, tell me uh, about the Boston qualifier. First of all, I would like to know why you want to do that. What is it about that time? Is it running Boston or is it more of a standard to achieve? How funny. You sound like my sports psychologist. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, what's your why? I'm like, because I want to. No, my why, (laughs) it's multifaceted. Um, The time thing, I want to qualify. I want to run Boston. I... I want to do it because of the prestige of the race, the history of it. Catherine Switzer was the the first woman to run it under Kay Switzer on her bib um, because women weren't allowed to run it. And I feel like I want to follow in her footsteps. So that gets me really pumped thinking about that. Mm. Um, In order to actually qualify... The, the time to get is 3.30, but if you've seen recently, they released the um, the actual times that people were able to, to get a place. It was seven minutes under that, so I'm wow. going to have to run 3.23. Gosh. I ran Amsterdam Marathon in 2019, self-coached, self-taught, skipped a lot of sessions that I definitely shouldn't have skipped, um, in 3.53. So I've got a lot of hard work to do. Uh, the other side of it is I don't know how this is going to end it's not one of those series where we've already filmed it and I've already qualified and ah surprise and this is live (laughs) as live as it can be on YouTube and I want to show the hard work that goes into achieving a goal that you really want to achieve no matter what that goal is in running um, or in life um and also I would be okay with not getting the time if I run 331 there will be tears a lot of tears but it's not the end of the world nobody died I'm not saving lives here I'm trying my best to do something that is beyond what I thought capable at the start so let's see roll the dice love that perspective isn't it putting things in perspective and managing those expectations. I think a lot of people can really learn from that, what you've just said there. And I I could see, I could sense and feel your passion. Even if I'm not looking at your, how animated you are on the video, I'm sensing the passion. I want to achieve 3.30. So I certainly believe you. I'm going to take off my sports psychology hat now. So I I apologise. I want you to feel relaxed on the show, not under pressure. (laughs) This is your time now. We can chill. We can chill. No, it's so important. (laughs) It's so important. And look, People having a why for what they're doing is one of the key things that's going to get you out of the door. If you don't know why you're going out and doing it and you're just aimlessly, you know, which is fine. You don't have to have a goal. You don't have to have a race all the time. As the last 18 months has proved, there were no races. 
But just looking and searching inside yourself to figure out what it is that makes you tick. And it doesn't have to be the same as what makes everybody else tick. It's your own thing. And and sitting down and giving yourself the time to do that has been like, that's been huge for me. Like I've, I've started writing an actual physical paper training journal again, because I did that during Edinburgh. Didn't know what Strava was when I was training for Edinburgh. And going back and reading it, I was like, what was I thinking? <laughs> but it's so nice to go back and look at it and like writing thoughts and feelings down about the sessions that you've done and all the rest of it. Just really putting the onus on you to figure out how you tick. I think writing a paper diary, I've got, you, you've got your artwork next to you that I can't see and you can't see just off camera here. I've got a stack of paper diaries that I still complete. Um, and there's, there's a lot of research that suggests that when you put pen to paper or pencil to paper, that actually it stays in the mind a lot more. You're kind of more aware of it. It's a greater bond and an attachment, if you like. So you're more likely to achieve these things and remember these things. But I really like the whole just keeping a paper diary bit of ownership, bit of responsibility. And I love the word that you mentioned earlier. And I pick up, I love things like this. This is one of the reasons I love talking to guests like yourself so much. You use the word pumped. And it is about understanding, okay, why do you want to achieve a certain thing? You know, what is your why? And if it gets you pumped, irrespective of what that is, well, in my mind, you've nailed it. Go follow that because that gets you excited. That pumps you up, which is what you said there, Anna. I also think as well, I'm intrigued to know what your thoughts are on this. You know, the whole why, the reason why. I think sometimes that can put people under a certain amount of pressure because they think, oh God, I don't know what my why is. I need this big reason. Anna keeps telling me to think of this why. I think if you're not fully aware of the reason why you want to achieve something like Boston Qualify, it doesn't mean there isn't a reason. I think it means it's somewhere in the subconscious and you're just not quite aware of it yet. But there will be a driver, yeah. I think. Uh, that is a far more eloquent way of putting what I sort of rambled in my <laughs> previous answer. It was like, you know, spending that time to... to I, I was almost doing a bit of a Heather Small. Search for the hero inside yourself. Um, don't, don't sing for too long. We'll have music licensing. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah that's no, true. Fine. Six seconds, six seconds. Um, six seconds, man, that's it. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was. That's that's kind of what I was trying to say there was like, just because you don't know what it is, don't beat yourself up about it. It will come to you. But also, like, give yourself the headspace to to think about it and write a few things down. And, you know, especially on those days when you struggle. If you're like, oh, I don't want to go for a run today, which happens to us all. Why don't you want to go for a run? Are you tired? Did you not sleep well? Did you not eat well? Like, what is it that, that makes you not want to go for a run today? Or do you just don't feel like it? Why should you go for a run today? well, actually, I really want to do X, Y, and Z. Okay, so why do you want to do X, Y, and Z? Oh, because I want to improve at this or, or whatever it is. And it's it's almost like, like a flow chart of like, if this, then that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it might take a while for you to find your why, but that's totally fine as well. Just tell me about the coaching that you're having, because I know you're working with a great coach, Andy Hobdell, you work with. I asked you earlier about getting away from the whole world of, okay, running, but it, it's it's about you now. It's not about your subscribers or uh, about, you know, people following you. It's about you and your goals. What do you get out of that? It's unreal having Andy in my corner. Honestly, I've never had a coach before. And, I, you know, I've read all the benefits of having coaches and always sort of toyed with the idea but having Andy basically he takes the guesswork out of it for me but also he he gets 
me. He gets runners, he gets running. He's been doing this a long time. He's coached some incredible Olympians to some amazing performances. Um, and I can text him and go, Andy, I had my COVID jab today and my arm feels dead. Can I swap my sessions around or like, what do you think I should do? And he just goes, he'll, he'll tell me the best course of action to do that. Or I'll not have done a session yet. And he'll text me at seven o'clock at night and go, not, not running today. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, I've had such a busy morning. It's such a busy day. I'm going to go out now. And it's, it's, it's like a little gentle hand on your back. Um, I love I him already. More like a, well, I think it'll be a forceful <laughs> kick up the backside the more I, more I uh, skip sessions. But it, it makes me feel accountable to him. And I feel the guilt if I don't do a session that he's sat so we all need a bit of accountability don't we as well you know and stuff it was quite interesting i had a chat with a lady uh only the other week that i'm starting to work with and she hasn't had coaching before you know the usual chat on the phone my question is always what you know why do you want coaching and she said i really want a cheerleader that's how she started and i thought that's amazing how amazing is that you know your coach Mm. that you work with it's about you anna he wants to support you and lead you to your towards your goals and boston qualifier I think it's amazing. Listen, I, I would love to chat with you all day about this stuff, but clearly you've got lots of filming to do. You've got lots of painting to do from the sounds of it. Are you running today? Have you ran? What's going on? Yeah, yeah, I've got a session this evening. Good. Get yeah. out there, otherwise Andy's Bye. going to be messaging you and giving you grief. Can we get you back on the show, Anna, in the future to talk about Boston? I would love to do that. Yeah. And perhaps when you're more towards the back end of your training to see how things have gone. Would you come back on the show? Yes, please. I'd love to. Amazing. It's been wicked to chat to you. We cannot let you go without asking you one final question. We ask all of our guests this question. Anna Harding from The Running Channel, are you ready? Yes. Was that the question? No. No, no, no. Do you know, this is the part of the show, Anna, where a complete rock star guest who's been absolutely brilliant is turned to jelly and then they can't even speak because of the stress of it. Pressure. Oh, no, don't. I know, Pressure. I know. Obviously, you're a professional, so that won't happen to you. It won't happen to you. Here we go. Okay. Shh. Quiet, please. Okay. This is your okay. weekly dose of running motivation. We ask all of our guests this question. Anna Harding, what does the word motivation mean to you? Oh, good question. Oh. Oh. Is that your answer? Don't tell him it's a good question. It's a rubbish question. It's, it's not, not a good question. It's the only one I've got. It's good. Motivation, I mean, is basically what we've just talked about in the podcast for the majority of the time, I think. It's your why. It's your why are you doing what you're doing? And when you know that, it gives you motivation. I love that. Was that that wasn't only a great answer, but actually it, it was a good kind of back sell because you you were basically saying to people, look, just go back and listen to the show again. I mean, you know, that's like an extra yeah. download for us, isn't it? I don't know whether that qualifies yeah, as an extra. It is, download. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Good. I don't know. It's a little Anna, bit like I've like done this before on radio. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Who would have thought it? Listen, it's an absolute pleasure chatting to you, and we'll catch up again soon. Good luck with Boston qualifying, all the training, stay injury free, have a great session tonight. Otherwise, Andy's going to be on your back. Thank you. So great to chat to you and, uh, yeah, look forward to coming back on again if you're happy. Running with Jake, the podcast. So have you perked up a bit now? What do you mean? Have I perked up? I'm, I'm per- perfectly perky. I'm perfectly perky. It's just the throat. The throat's there still. I've still got a problem with the throat. You're still a bit subdued though, aren't you? Are you ready to kind of pump it up a little bit? It's Patreon Pete time now. You've got to kind oh. of get firing on all cylinders to really get that message across to our listeners. We may have new listeners to the show today that have never heard your spiel before. Now is your big moment. Glory boy, here we go. 
Glory Boy. You can't call me Glory Boy. I don't know if I feel it, you know. I'm I'm, um, I'm supposed to ask for money at this point. Uh, yes, the podcast is free. Uh, and, um, you know, when when I'm feeling better and I'm feeling all right, I don't mind asking for money. But right now, I don't know if I can... Let me give you a hand. I, can, I don't normally help out at this part of the show. I normally... Hang on a sec. I normally just well, leave, you, leave you to it. But, what are you doing? I can just... Um, so you... If I just shake this put that uh, down. gently in the background. <laughs> put that, put that, put that, that's too loud. Have that's you, way too loud. Have you seen this? Have you seen the size of this Coca-Cola bottle, money bottle thing? Yes. That, the noise that you can hear now from Jake, is um, the sound of people enjoying this show. Our patrons give us money, we put it in a giant Coke bottle, it goes directly back into the show. If you would like to hear your coins rattling around in that Coke bottle, all you need to do is support the show. We'd love you to support the show, seriously. We'd love you to support the show. And let me tell you, that Coke bottle, it's not. there's not enough money in it. There's not enough money to pay for the show. There isn't. I can see. I can, there's not enough. So if you would like to... Add Add some money and hear your coins rattled about in a future episode, uh, then, then you can do. Please do. It'd be lovely. Just go to runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast, which is where you'll also find all of the notes for all of the shows that we've done so far and a big old Patreon banner right at the top there, runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast. Save the clock tower. Save the clock tower. There's no clock tower. Stop that. And right now it's time to take another one of your questions. Oops. Is hashtag Ask Jake. Today's question comes from Bev, who would like to know if it's okay to break her long run-up into two runs on the same day. Bev, in essence, yes, it is okay. However, I would certainly not make a habit of doing this. And, and the main reason being that the long run really is designed to be long. And we want to build endurance. And that comes from a continuous run. It doesn't come from uh, two separate runs. Now, if you are getting a little bit clever with your training, as some of my runners do, they may, let's say they have, for example, 10 miles to run and a friend of theirs wants to run five miles, they might run two and a half miles to meet their friend, run five miles with them so they've got some company and then run two and a half miles back. That's absolutely fine. But what I always advise is try to minimise the rest time, if you like, in between those various sections, those various runs. You want it to become one run, ideally, rather than separate runs. The same goes for if you're doing a race or an event as part of your training for a more important race further down the line. And let's say you're doing a 10K, but actually you really want to be doing a a 10-mile run on that day. Well, you can add an extra four miles onto that 10K to give you that 10 miles, but you don't want like an hour in between the two runs, either at the start or the finish. So I would really just get a little bit clever with how you train. And maybe on occasions it's okay to break it up, but I wouldn't class it as a long run because in essence it isn't. It's training twice a day. I hope that helps, Bev. If you've got a question, then it's hashtag AskJake. Unfortunately, that brings us to the end of another episode of Running With Jake, the podcast. I say unfortunately because I am starting to perk up a little bit now. The caffeine is kicking in. Pete, you look slightly less sweaty than you did at the start of the show. You're clearly coming around as well. Maybe we should just keep going. No, we shouldn't. We need to go right now. The only reason I'm looking less sweaty is because I wiped my brow with a handkerchief. Ah, the old handkerchief technique. Impressive, my friend. Mm. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. A massive thank you to our guest today, Anna Harding. Have a great week of running. Stay smart, look for the signs of overtraining, and we will be back next week. 
for another episode of your weekly dose of running motivation. Oh, and one more thing. We cannot retract the decisions we've made. We can only affect the decisions we're going to make from here.